Delaney. And it's Katie, this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Guten Tag. Oh, that's appropriate today too for a little topic. Oh yeah. Happy Women's... Well, today is International Women's Day and Happy Women's Month as well. <laughs> oh <But> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because you were like, yeah, Happy Women's Day. And I was like, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was like, what a transition. What do you, how do you say, what's woman in German again? Girl, Fraulein? Let me stop. No, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's somebody. It's I don't know what lick of German is. Schnitzel? Schnitzel? That's woman in German? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so mad that I can't Lansom? remember that. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna make me mad when I hear, when I see it too. I'm gonna look it up. Um, it's not Fraulein Fraulein Maria no it is it's not, I feel like it's, oh Frau that's what it is oh Frau I was close <gasps> it's giving polyglot I was close I was in that vicinity I was With okay okay let's but well, let's go back I said Fraulein which must mean <gasps> that must mean like you know how you have like Madame and Mademoiselle you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like you got like married not married you know what I'm saying like Girl, I, I wonder know. if it's that. Then I got that in Spanish. Uh, probably with like how we have Mrs. and Miss and yeah, Ms. That. and stuff. They probably have that, but like just woman is mujer in Spanish. Mm. All right, let's get to it. All right, so the news this week. What's the news? Oh, um, they announced the Sphinx Medal of Excellence recipients. Um, let's see who won. Tommy Mesa, who I feel like he got one before. He definitely he won Sphinx one year, and he one of those that stay in the pocket. Like, did Tommy? He has to stop working. Yeah, he won twenty sixteen. Um, but yeah, he won the Sphinx Medal of Excellence this year, as did Andy Marie Moore. Um, who she made her met. Uh, Metropolitan Opera debut um, in Porgy and Bess in 2020. So shout out to her. Um, and then last but not least, Joelle Thompson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is a composer and conductor, pianist. Y'all, sh- y'all should know he, he yes. out here. Hey. Apparently so. According to his bio, he'd be out here. Um, okay. So shout out to them. Well, um, that's how to say I did not mean it like, okay. I didn't, I no. just, I meant to like, I was just saying okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, New Music USA has announced, or not announced, well, announced the continuation of um, their Amplifying Voices program. Um, it's to foster collaboration towards racial and gender equity in, the, in new orchestral music. So, they have 11 participating composers, um, Clarice Asad, Catherine Bauk, or Bouch, sorry girl, uh, Valerie Coleman, Juan Pablo Contreras, VJ Iyer, Tanya Leon, Jesse Montgomery, Brian, uh, Rafael Nabors, Nina Shekhar, Ty Sean Sori, and Shelly Washington. So, a couple black XLI. Oh, Brian Neighbors. That neighbors, was the, sorry girl. That was for the... Um, that was also going to add that to the list that we was making the other day. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could text you that, but I won't remember. So I'm going to say it here. Um, 
yeah, so this this initiative launched in 2020 um, to foster collaboration and collective action between U.S. orchestras and composers um, through a network of co-commissions. So there's going to be 10 premieres taking place across the country, um, and they're going to include over 45 orchestras across the U.S. and beyond. So um, they're participating... Um, I'm actually going to read out some of the, not even just the participating uh, orchestras, but when and where the actual performances are. So some of these already happened. So, um, But for the ones that haven't, the, the nearest one is March 16th through 18th. If you are in Atlanta, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra is doing a U.S. premiere of um, Taishan Sori's Adagio. Um, and in April... Detroit Symphony is doing Brian Raphael Neighbors uh, Upon Daybreak. Um, and then apparently here in L.A., um, Yola is going to be doing um, a piece by Nina Shekhar. And it doesn't say the exact date on that. Um, and then if you want to save the date for later this year, um, California Symphony. There's a California I knew that. California Symphony. Um, in L.A., is, it's the auditions that I could put out. Um, it's going to be September 30th through October 1st. Um, if you're in L.A., they're doing something. And then the rest of the dates are in 2024. So I doubt y'all are looking that far ahead because I know I'm not. So, um, But also the Joseph Conyers Symphony Orchestra is doing that. So I, but you actually might want to save the date. That's May 30th to June 2nd, 2024. That's something that you've got to. And it's Valerie crazy. Coleman. And it's Valerie Coleman. So and it's Joseph Conyers. Period. Like, Period. So one day they're gonna tell us season this is actually yeah, it's probably worth jail time. I'm not gonna stop. Uh, what, else crazy. <laughs> what else are y'all known for? Crazy. What else are y'all known for? Um okay, blowing through these. Last but not least, um, this was an interesting one. So stage access, which is um a like classical music, I don't know if it's just classical music, it might just be like the performing arts in general. I think they might have ballet and stuff like that. Um, streaming service. Is partnering partnering with Mind VR team for a performance arts based uh, senior VR therapeutics. So basically, they're combining VR and performing arts to improve the lives and mental health of seniors through partnership through a partnership um, that is having stage accesses um, catalog of performances um, accessible on uh, VR devices. So. Um, it's supposed to apparently it's supposed to be like therapeutic for older audiences. It's also just cool in general, I think. Um, Did you buy one of them joints? No, my nephew has one. Oh. Although he said it's broken now, but I want one because it was crazy. It was crazy. That I need to. Rem- that's something I don't need to be spending time on right now. But it's like it's really crazy. Have you ever used one? Mm-mm. Like I don't know. I wasn't expecting it to be like that. But it's like yeah. Like you really there? Yes, it's crazy. Like <laughs> I don't believe that. Like I'm, I, obviously you would you're not lying. I, you wouldn't lie, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, I, I think you that. just gotta see it. You just gotta see it. And like I'm gonna get because you know I couldn't see everything clearly because my eyes. I don't know why I thought I would be able to because I thought like oh it's right on my face, it's but so like close, it's yeah. so like three D or like it's so like stuff looks far away. It look like it looks like you're just oh, standing shoot. in something. You can look behind you. There's stuff going on. Like. So I wasn't able to see everything clearly, but still, just to be well, able you, to. 
you went somewhere like you go to like Paris or something or you just I was in like whatever game he had on there like oh so I was like near the ocean and something yeah oh, I should get one I see the YouTube girl he's playing with I'm like y'all just got money to blow it's but. really cool I saw like I feel like it's one of those things like like you know how they say like books and stuff like people use that as, like as an escape like I feel like if I was feeling some type of way like I would put on a VR mm. and like just go be somewhere else like so that's why I was like I really want one I might give me one yeah just to see well I'm gonna try yours and then well, I won't be able to try yours because yours is prescri- gonna be a prescription. But I think I can. They probably come with regular lenses, and then mm. I just buy the prescription lenses. No. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna put the link uh to that in case y'all want to try that, or y'all know somebody who would like to, you know, be up close and personal at the symphony in your house. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, period. Let's go. So, um, on Twitter, of course, the girls are doing. Let me just get through exact. So I'm gonna just fumble through this. Okay, so they were doing a trend a couple weeks ago. I'm lying. Last week, where they were saying um five drinks to know me. So I was like, okay, we could do that, and we could do five pieces. Um, to know us, I feel like. You already know us because, like, this is episode what, 220. I'm lying. What is it? No, it is. It's 220? Yep. Yeah. Big classically black. So, um, yeah, let's go back and forth. I'm not even going to ask you. Let's go back and forth. <laughs> Your number one drink. We're doing drinks and pieces. Yeah, this is in no particular order because y'all know me. Um, Is yours in a particular order? Uh, the first one is and everything else can be. Uh, the first two. Oh, everything else can mine is literally just whatever I thought of first so my first drink is Dr. Pepper I love Dr. Pepper so I haven't had Dr. Pepper in years that I love burgundy soda so someone said that it ruined it for me because someone was like it tastes like the color burgundy why would you say that but that's strong branding because that's their color that is true and then, so like that's that's good branding I kind of want one, but like root beer kind of had my heart. That's the thing. Root, I used to, root beer used to be my favorite soda. And at some point I switched over to Dr. Pepper. I still love root beer, but like I used to always get root beer and then it changed. So I always get Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. but root beer is my second favorite soda, but it's not on this list. So, okay. Not to be that girl. I'm not trying to be a pick me. This is just like my reality. My first one's water. It's what I drink 95% of the time. Now you got me looking like a bum. Oh my oh, God. <laughs> like I could have like, now that I think about it, I could have like picked like what I like to drink outside of water. But like I wake up in the morning. The first thing I like, I keep, I cannot go to bed without water by my bedside. Like if I drink too much, if I don't drink water by a certain amount of time in the day, I get a headache. Like not me crusty okay. oh my i'll be getting lightheaded when i have to do wash day i have to make sure i drink water before i go in the shower i'll get lightheaded like she's my girl also special honorable mention sparkling water i know we oh, girl, no. my goal in life is to get the lady like sparkling water it's Nasty. so good but, it's the one from trader joe's that like mandarin one they got It's like you know right when now. you juice when you juice okay, like you know what no, uh, like a citrus fruit I and then it's like on the like I don't know like you can smell it because like on the outside it's kind of like 
like you know oh, like it's yeah. giving off a little mist it's like somebody did that next to a bottle <laughs> of sparkling water that's what those little quote-unquote flavored sparkling waters taste like that's that's what's so great about it it's like a little hint a little something it gives a little texture to the water it's refreshing who I okay was, who drinking I was water t- talking about you know what this water needs some texture <laughs> okay I was so mad cause when I went to the international market, they done raised this price of Tapatico. Tapo. Yeah, Tapatico. Is Tapatico or Tapachico? I think it's Tapatico. They raised the price. I was like, y'all like here, one bottle is $2? Listen, cost of living crisis is crazy. But yeah, anyway. Well, not, not, not me being a gremlin. Okay. Because I do not be drinking enough water. That's the thing. Because I need... Cause my grandma drink Arrowhead, so I'll be out around Arrowhead too much. <laughs> and then I don't like the water at school either. The freaking USC water is disgusting, and it's like I feel like I'm gagging. Like I feel so like irritated by that because I'm mm. like, how? Like it's hard to have nasty water. Yeah. How you got nasty water? Like you don't even. It's not even supposed to have a taste. And then the building that I have all my classes in doesn't even have a water fountain in it. I'm like huh? y'all. Yeah, I was like y'all are wrong for that. You got to go to a whole nother building if you want some water. The whole the, building? The only place that has water in that building is the staff lounge, which I have access to because I work in office. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not always working. So some. But sometimes I just dip in there and fill up my water bottle anyway. So that's so bizarre. But like for the students, like yeah, you just dry, or you can go to another building. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. Also, be, drinking too much water is inconvenient. I be drinking less water when I have orchestra. Um, my number two drink is homemade lemonade because um, I like my lemonade sour and also my grandma has a lemon tree and I was not rich rich girl to plant something <laughs> well actually it was always here it's always been here and she doesn't even do anything to it it just always has a bunch of lemons on it like she making lemon stuff I mean my mom would be I mean my mom usually makes lemon cake and stuff like that but mm. You know, we and then or we'll make a lemonade or something. Like I remember, I was in high school when I was like, I saw a lemon at the grocery store. I was like, oh yeah, they sell those. Okay, here. you on your <laughs> you on your Ina Garden from Barefoot Contessa. Like, I don't know girl, why you got to like, use store bar. I guess <laughs> no, but like you know, because there's certain like fruits that you don't get, like you can't get at just like a standard grocery store. Yeah. So and I guess I never noticed that lemons were at the grocery store. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> But that's something when I moved, when I had my own apartment, I bought lemon juice. I went through like a thing. I just bought like just lemon juice. I went through like one of those like every two weeks. Like the, the lemon, like the little lemon shaped ones. Yeah, that's not but, bad. But the big one, oh, not the little never, one. Never mind. Because I made smoothies a lot. So with lemon. Yeah. Squeeze that, me. That's coming. That's that's gonna come further down my list. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> um, my. Cause I just can't. Also my, I like an indulgent smoothie. Like my go-to smoothie recipe. Oh, I kind of want one right now, but I just had like a, a boatload of pasta. But blueberries, bananas, a little bit of peanut butter, oat milk, ice. That's protein my, powder. Oh, well, not that, but like that's. I have two different. Like if I want a fruity smoothie, that's one thing. Or if I want a, one of those smoothies, I do like mm-hmm. like peanut butter and Ooh. yeah, I do me a little nothing else. Some, <laughs> <laughs> so or almond butter with some bananas. Oh, yeah. so. Almond butter bananas um like underappreciated combination. 
And sometimes I'll be putting a little uh, dark chocolate. Oh, you fancy. You know, when I do have cocoa powder, I put a little bit in there. Yeah. Um, My second one is coffee slash tea. I'm an old woman. I have to have something hot every day. Like, I didn't eat, drink anything hot today. I'm like, I had a big bowl of porridge this morning. I'm, so, I'm such an old woman. But um, I have to have something hot every day. Has to be tea or coffee. Sometimes, multiple times a day. I've had three tea a day. What? Three <laughs> tea. Girl, you know what I mean. Three I've teas had, in oh, one day before. Like. Yeah, and probably multiple times a week. And, yeah, I love me a little Lipton with some oat milk and some brown sugar. Uh, keep it black, keep it brief. <laughs> um, I my next one is iced matcha latte with oat milk. Not us on our, not us. We're not us in sync. This is so cute. Oh, that's you have that mine. on yours too. That's and that's my third one. Okay. That's cute. <laughs> um, mine is a matcha latte with brown sugar because when you go to Starbucks, you mm. you get a little. Pump of brown sugar in there, and the oat milk. I mean, I don't have no other choice. But I mean, I mean almond milk, but who's the one? Yeah, that or is? soy. Like soy, I go, I go soy if there's no, if there's no um oat, but almond milk is just so damn watery. Um, but mm. yeah, and normally I don't like buying stuff I can make at the crib, but I, I don't know. I could do the match. <laughs> okay, you can go. Okay, you get the same one. Okay, my fourth one um, is pineapple juice. I don't have pineapple juice a lot, but pineapple is oh, really? my, my favorite. Tell us more. Pineapple is my favorite fruit. Um, <laughs> you're a child. <laughs> pineapple is my favorite fruit. I used to eat pineapple so much, my tongue would bleed. Like Bleed? So like? On. Yeah. Because like, it's so acidic. So I'm not allergic to pineapple. No, <laughs> it's supposed to make your, it's supposed to make your tongue do that. I mean, and if I'm you eat enough of it, and if you yeah. eat like more like fresh pineapple, because when it's like in the when the syrup, it kind of like waters yeah, yeah, it down. Yeah. But like if you eat fresh pineapple, yeah, it'll do that to you. I'm not really a fruit girl. Am I lying? Oh no, I, got, I like an apple, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to eat like. I'd love me some pineapple, some honeydew melon. Yeah, that doesn't Pe- people got people got to put some respect on honeydew's name. Like I don't understand how honeydew gets the reputation that cantaloupe ought to have. Cantaloupe good though. Cantaloupe is fine, but I feel like I've I've eaten it less and less. And if I had to pick between cantaloupe or honeydew, definitely honeydew. It's just a little sweet. It's so good. Yeah, honeydew is one of them things that I think people like. It was fun to just hop on the train and make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, um, my fourth one, um, I said it's gingerly because how often do I really even drink? But a tequila cranberry that's my go to drink when I go out with somebody. Shout out to a med, I went out with a med when I was in Chicago last week. <laughs> uh, they had me out the crib, um, and yeah, I, I was like, that's the first time I ordered a drink since the pandemic. Oh, shoot, and I was like, yeah. I fell right back into my little rhythm. Because <laughs> um, I hate vodka. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. Mm-mm. Um. Okay, my last one. I don't know. Like, this is one of those that, like, I mean, it's something that I love. I don't have it often. But a strawberry surf rider from um, Jamba Juice. 
which is Chamba Juice. Oh shoot! And a strawberry surf rider is like strawberries, of course. Um, and I think it's either lemon juice or I think it's strawberries, pineapple. It's something, and it's and it's kind of sour. It's kind of it's tart. That's why, like, when I do, when I do, so when I make a smoothie at home, I'll get, I'll just get, like, a mix, and I'll do, like, raspberries, strawberries, grapes. Grapes? Mm-hmm. Mango. I'm so boring. I'm realizing, like, I've never thought to put that in a smoothie. Grapes? I was, I, of yeah, I was, I was kind of nervous, but this, you know, the skin doesn't do anything to it. I thought it, I would taste it, mm-hmm. but grapes, mangoes, pineapples, and lemon juice. And water. I don't just put lemon juice the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I love me a little tart, tart, tart. And then maybe some kale if you but yeah. I'm put kale in a um in a smoothie in a minute because every time I buy it I end up eating it first. Mm. And I don't Nikki had bought me a bundle for my birthday that I should probably crack open, but my my old faithful like she'll she'll blend it up good but like if she and her feelings i'm not trying to have pieces of kale so i kind of mm. um my fifth one is a chick-fil-a lemonade mm. um i feel like i've done a good job i mean i mean i've never had a chick-fil-a addiction because it's kind of hard to have a chick-fil-a addiction as a vegan like mm-hmm. i'm at a certain point it's ridiculous to buy fries um but you know yeah okay five pieces um okay so my first piece is the Hindemith Sonata um the base one <laughs> um <and laughs> I mean you got a bunch of them what to say like which one I never played Hindemith Sonata um yeah I think I've, I've talked about this before that was a piece that I just really grew a lot as a musician oh yeah I remember playing that. playing that piece um and never again so that's great um but yeah so that's my first one my first one is Bartok, and I was telling the lady before we started, like, I'm not even for real. But honestly, if you're trying to get to know me, that's what I'm playing right now. And I've been playing it for years. Viola Concerto. Because you know some people don't be Oh, known. right. Um, they probably like, y'all string people expect us to know y'all concerto. Girl, <laughs> yeah. First of all, there's more of us. Secondly, calm down, girl. <laughs> and we got the best concertos. Even though I sat in on a rehearsal. I sat in a rehearsal for that that Brom, what's it called? His name not even Brahms. Hayden, um, <laughs> variations. Mm-mm. Hayden trumpet. Oh, the trumpet concerto. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, are you the one who doesn't like it? I'm just uh, this, the the notion of a tr- trumpet concerto just seems annoying to me. Sorry about it. <laughs> I like. I'm sure it's out. fine. I'm sure it's fine. That's just like I, I, I don't see a reality in which I would. <laughs> I would say, you know what I want to hear right now? A trumpet concerto. No, they got that one by that composer that, that saw with an A. That one's very good. Because it sounds like, hold up. It's going to bother me. But I don't only know two trumpet concertos. I feel like every time I get around a trumpeter, they get mad at me. Because I'll be like, well, I mean, not, I say every time. The, uh, where do I be at? But <laughs> but I used to be around trumpet trumpeters a lot. I'd be like, y'all know that one? Like, yes. Okay, big dog, like, my bad, like, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, R2, oh, wait, I almost, am I good? 
Artunian, our our true our Katie. <laughs> Who's a written by Jack Sparrow, girl? <laughs> not R. How do you say that? Not your your pirate. You have to admit that is difficult. A R U T U N I A N. A Katie. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Did you go? You number two. What? Did you do number th- number one? Bartok. Oh, Bartok, Bartok. Um, my number two is Beethoven One. Um, Beethoven One was the first symphony I ever played that was not an arrangement. Mm. Um, which I did not know I was playing arrangements until I got Beethoven One <laughs> sheet music. Which actually might still I think I have I took the original part. Oh well. Um Yeah, I didn't know like what arrangement what arrangements yeah. were or like what whatever and then i played this and i was like why is so so thick like even the paper like it wasn't a photocopy it was like mm-hmm. and then so i feel like i learned that was like my first little step into like you you doing capital c classical music you know mm-hmm. my second one is egmont egmont is the first orchestra piece that i could that's on our beethoven <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what's like yeah I love. I have. Like my will always have a special place in my heart because you spent all semester doing little patterns and stuff, and Doctor Black calling you illiterate, and then you go, to <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to chamber orchestra and you conduct Egmont, and I'll never forget it. It's also very difficult to do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not very difficult to do. There's harder things to do, but there, um, there's a lot of in- intro. There's a, there's a lot of intro to artistic conducting that you you have to figure out how to get out of. Mm. My number three is Love's Theme by Barry White. Um, I always want, I need to get, I, chart data is hard to come by artists. I don't know where to go for it for free. Um, I feel like I asked Twitter at one point. But I know that Love's Theme is one of the only fully instrumental pieces in its orchestral um, to reach number one on the Hot 100, and and I was everything I've said I've seen says one of, and I'm like, okay, was it the first? Was it the only? Like, I don't know where to. I need to get to the bottom of that. But yeah, a third piece is Chike Five. Not only is it good, um, that's the last piece I conducted because when I was. When I was, um, I think by the time I got to the end of the semester, I think I had decided that I was not going to pursue orchestral conducting. I think I was, um, not even think. I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to get my master's in viola performance. So I did try, and I, I still had the recording, and Dr. Fox said the nicest, I'm not going to say it because I'm going to try to be braggy, but he said the nicest thing to me at the end of the rehearsal, and everyone was like, oh, and it was really hard to conduct because the girls were not going with me. Do you not know that? That's why I see why Dr. Bach used to be mad at us. Cause you don't know the piece, girl. Like, I'm, there's only so much. At, if you're not following me, the only thing I could do now is play it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, I remember that. Like, I did the beginning to K because that's all he would let me do. Um, and it was, I'll never forget that. My number four is Bella's Lullaby from Twilight. 
by Carter Burwell. This show is so damn unserious. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> it's a real piece. It's okay. a piano piece. I haven't seen Twilight in um a month full of Sundays. Okay. Um but Longer yeah, he did the he did the score school. for Twilight and Lullaby. Bella's Lullaby. That's just y'all don't know by now. I love Twilight. Now, before y'all start, I didn't say it was a good movie. It's not good. I mean, the last time I saw it, I said a month ago Sunday. It's way longer. I didn't see. I saw it when it premiered in high school. Oh, so it was like two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. That's the last time I saw it. I haven't seen it since. So, so the I will say the first movie is the best one. So <laughs> that's sad because there's what five of them. Five? Yeah, because they broke breaking Breaking Dawn into two parts. And we used to stay at the movies when I was in high school. I do not remember them having five. That's crazy. Um, yeah, the first one is the best one. Even now, the more... So I watch Twilight at this point, maybe a couple times a year. And um, I will say, every time I watch it, I cringe more and more and more. But it's a nostalgia thing. Like, mm-hmm. I freaking love Twilight. Um, but yeah, the first movie is the best one. New Moon can actually absolutely go to hell. Um, because also Edward's never, barely in it, so yeah and the other ones are like the only ones at this point since i've watched them all so many times i i really only watched the, f- the first one and the last one hmm. so i don't remember much about it i just remember it being like really dark in here like mm-hmm. but that was really only the first one because they changed directors after yeah directors after the first one which they should not have done but yeah and i remember her turning white in that one classroom because like didn't her man like bite her or something? She turned into a vampire. Am I right in the right? At the, at the end of it, she does. Mm, yeah. Not the first one. At the end of the whole saga. Oh, see. Oh. She becomes a vampire. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fourth one is Stamets, Viola Concerto, which is a bit unserious because it's the bane of my existence. However, when I get annoyed with Stamets, I remember that one is literally not going anywhere. I just, I just dodge an audition because they were asking for Stamets. And two. Um, that piece got me into Eastman, so, uh, everybody, like, I was so worried about that because I was, like, everybody playing Bartok and Walton and whoopie doopty doo and I'm playing this baby-ass piece, which is not a baby piece by any stretch of the man. I feel like in Viola Land or, like, String Land, when you play a classical concerto, it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, like, people play Stamets in high school. You actually, I don't think you should be playing Stamets in high school, but it's, like, I, I mean, I did, but... Yeah, it's really, really difficult to play that clean. That's what's wrong with, with that's what's hard with bassy classical music. But that piece got me into Eastman, and I ate that. Up. I wish I, if I could play like that today. I ate that audition up. Like, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I play better now, but I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was in my bag. I was the bag. Like, <laughs> that audition was amazing, and no beta blockers. Oh, I could never today. <laughs> but like I was, uh, and Anne from Mem- remember the whole thing with memorized too. Yeah, Big K, not the little one. <laughs> um, that's such a good idea. I should do the the concerto that I played for for my Eastman audition. The problem is I don't even remember what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> I was like, dang. Um, so what should I? Oh, I actually already wrote something down. I wrote down the Bodicini elegy just because. 
that place is very beautiful the recording i listened to and i listened to well the person that i listened to has two recordings of it so the one i specifically listened to is like i think that was probably one of the first like pieces for bass that i really was like listening to you know like in my free Mm -hmm. time and that like you know it's just a very beautiful piece and um it's so weird because i don't think i still i went through all of that um time getting a degree and i still don't think i've ever played anything by bodicini you should learn something which is crazy as a bass player i think like for fun at some point you know i'm ignoring my bass right now it needs a repair that i don't want to pay for so. oh i forgot i forgot i forgot and so like it's it really is stressing me out like because like i want to play but i'm not touching it until that's done so mm. and it just doesn't make sense for me to spend money on that right now yeah i feel you my piece my last piece is academic festival overture i mean it the piece is all right i mean it eats but what really is i remember like my freshman year of college i could not play it. i cried about it actually i was like i need to go home like um and then i played it um earlier this season and i was like wow look at you 10 years later you're playing with a professional orchestra so you know it turns around kids if you stay around so let me not say that okay are we done <laughs> yep. okay you gonna do you gonna do the rhyme with you well i can just do it um so we coming back with another film review or whatever y'all this remember movie. <laughs> huh that's so this is definitely giving movie okay um a couple of weeks ago we did tar um and we just talked about how we felt about it i had never seen Amadeus, and that was just one of those things that, like, I guess people were surprised that I guess classical music people just have seen Amadeus. It came out in 1984, so yeah, I was surprised honestly that I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I'm like, they used to cut it on like that's what they cut on when, like, at the like in general music, which is in retrospect is very inappropriate. Um, but yeah, I saw it in middle school, like, they would just cut it on orchestra, orchestra pizza party, cut it on Amadeus, like, that was always cutting on Amadeus, it was always on. I didn't have orchestra in school until, like, orchestra, I had string orchestra in school in ninth grade, and then I didn't have, like, full orchestra in school until 11th grade when I changed schools. So, yeah, and I, like, never took, like, general music, so I don't know. Mm. I, that's probably why. That's probably why, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still very inappropriate for general music, so I think I think that was, like, the early 2000s thing. You think so? When her titties was out? I was gonna, I was gonna bring and that up, drinking? but that's the. I was gonna ask you, did you see the director's cut? That's the director's cut, but I think they said that there's a PG version. Oh, maybe that's okay. Cause I was watching it. Yes, I was like, we was watching this down at Haven Middle School. Like the titties, the drinking, <laughs> <laughs> the neck slit. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, that's the title of this episode: the titties, the drinking, <laughs> the neck slit. Like, I'm like, I do not remember this dude being covered in blood five minutes in. Yeah. Down to the Haven Middle School. Yeah, when they, I know, I was like, they showing titties in this. I was like, when she when she took her stuff out, I was like, well, hold on, because when he started propositioning her, that made me so that made me feel so freaking icky. Yeah, um, especially because he icky looking. No, yeah. no tea to him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He <laughs> icky, and then also this is his weird relationship with God. I was like, what is going on? Like. Yeah. So this was my first time watching Amadeus, and um, Katie saw it, but ages ago, right? Yeah, 
probably two or three times. Yeah. So we're just gonna do like a general what did you think and then and then just talk about it. Yeah. So let's talk what you like. What did you overall what you think and then we can get into like some of like the little parts. Well, first of all, three hours is crazy. I did not remember being that long and I feel like well you tell me, do you feel like it could have been done shorter? Probably the thing is like a lot of stuff got I feel like I was trying my best to give it my undivided attention. There was just some things that I'm like I had to I had to start I had to rewind a bunch mm. because I felt like I was missing things. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it could have been a little shorter. Especially like all of the all of the opera stuff. Like sometimes I was just like, Okay, girl, like we get it. Ha 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 like yeah. <laughs> That's I didn't my like impression. How, I didn't like how they didn't put subtitles for the opera. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. But you know what? That the opera scenes made me think of like remember how like Tar like what I didn't like about it was like it just had the the music scenes were so long and drawn out and like her weird anecdotes and I felt like the the music was like the the right amount because sometimes it would be like. Salieri will cut in and be talking over it or like move the story forward and like the the problem I had with Tar was like for so much of it like there's no beat there's no there's nothing pushing the the, the story forward we just there we just stuck with her um so I did like I thought that was like really well done mm. um but yeah I think overall okay I don't know what it was so, there was a disconnect for me mentally and it's hard to tell exactly what is at the root of it because I haven't watched I don't think I've ever seen a movie about a composer before like I've seen classical you, music movies you see that Beethoven movie I forgot what it's called we should watch that one there's a Beethoven movie see oh, I didn't see, even know that I gotta find it we gotta do that one next <laughs> That one was sad because, like, they kind of tried to make it seem like because he was pouring water on his head. It kind of, like, explored, like, him losing his hearing a little bit. Mm. I guess that is surprise. Of course, I feel like it doesn't surprise me that Beethoven has a movie. I guess I just didn't know it. Um, yeah, so I don't think I've ever – I've seen – the only classical music movies I've seen that I can remember, I've seen Tar, and I've seen a late quartet. Um, which, have you seen that movie? No. It was we called, do it was that called, one, too. Oh, okay, we got to write this down. We're going to do Immortal Beloved – that's the Beethoven mm-hmm. one. And then you said a late quartet, like late, mm-hmm. like to the show? Yeah, a late quartet. Write the head down. Um so that so I that's why I don't understand, like I can't really wrap my mind around what the disconnect was. He just seemed specifically Mozart seemed too American. Like <laughs> There was a disconnect, like just hearing him talk. Like, I'm like, should the mood? Like, I'm like, what if the movie was in German? Like, I, but I feel like maybe that's not it. I'm like, maybe if he had an accent, but mm. it just seemed like maybe that was supposed to be it because I think for Salieri to like think that Mozart was this whole thing, and then he sees him and he's like this goofy, immature person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. He just seemed so. He seemed too modern to me. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, all the stuffy other people, I could connect in my mind to that time. 
but I had a hard time doing that with Mozart. So I read I read an article about it, and the director I forgot his name wanted the actors to keep their American accent so people could focus on the story. So I thought it was interesting that you say that that actually made you focus on it more, not or not focus on the story as much, or not be able to buy into the story. Because you know how like people put on these like weird accents to try to like try to speak with a German accent or whatever. He's like, nah, like just speak how you speak and let's drive the story home i wonder and that's the thing i was like that's what i suspect it is because it just seemed like like mozart just seemed like somebody you would see at a frat party so that's why i'm frat party really i don't know like he just seemed like a just like an immature dude like i don't know i loved it because i love that juxtaposition like i loved yeah that's what i felt like that was probably it's probably supposed to be that way too like especially just because of Mozart's personality but I don't mm. know what it was like he just seemed too close like I don't know mm. what it what it was like I think it kind of settled in the laugh she's the laugh was like but that wasn't even like that was kind of annoying to me I, yeah. I just feel like they were really trying to play up because I they, like I guess like any real accounts of Mozart's personality were like personal interactions inter interpersonal interactions were lost in in history so they were just taking like this little details like when he writes his letter to his um family and his friends stuff like that and how like colloquial he would be and joking around they really played that up in the movie especially with Salieri like you know he a freaking square and Mozart like I kind of liked it and I actually I didn't really even notice that that i have to go back and see if it, if it will bother me um also i like the idea of him being more like approachable especially like the people to go and see who want to go see amadeus it's like they got something to hold on to you know like they can hold on to this character it's somebody that they they see in their everyday life at a frat party or wherever it's like okay this is mozart he was a regular dude and we're learning we're kind of seeing vienna and seeing his life quote-unquote life because yeah um through his eyes and just like it's just regular like just yeah yeah that's why i'm like i'm i don't know if that is it that's just like what i'm like i said i've never seen uh something about another composer so i'm like is it that is it would would i feel that way if he had an accent or if it was in german or like i don't know mm-hmm. and also i don't know i just never like it's also hard to picture People like that, like just as a regular person. Mm-hmm. Also, because we don't even have a picture of Mozart, you have a painting of him. Like, mm-hmm. so I can't even really conceive him as like just like I feel like yeah, it's just weird. Like if he was just sitting right next to me, it just seemed like I was watching somebody in a costume, which I was. But like, but that kind of wore off the longer the movie went. I will say time for it to wear off. You're right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was just like an unexpected thing. I was just like, he seems so American. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then Salieri, Salieri was so freaking thirsty. Like, first of all, when he said, when he would like at the beginning of the movie, when he like, who says when their father dies, that's a blessing. When there's that, I knew. (laughs) I was like, oh no, you destined for failure. I'm so sorry. 
I literally wrote down Solieri's dad dying. He ain't shit for that. Like what he said. I literally wrote down Solieri ain't shit for that. My first note is calling your dad's death a miracle is insane. That's the first thing I wrote. <laughs> literally the first point I wrote too. Like he. So his, yeah, so in the movie his the African chokes and dies because and then I guess he moves to what Salzburg after that, yeah, and like that. talking about oh it's a miracle like what is wrong with you? Also like first of all if I was Salieri I'm haunting y'all for the rest of my like for the rest of your days I'm haunting because I know like like doing the backstory like I know that Salieri wasn't really all it is but this character made this he made he like seemed like such a dud like. What twelve year old or whatever age fifteen talk about? I'm you can have like God if you let me be this great composer, you can have my chastity. I'm like, that's yeah. weird. I'm sorry, that's just become a monk. That's freaking weird. Like, yeah, he was so thirsty for Mozart, like just obsessed with him. He was yeah. obviously a hater, um, but like scary hater. Like, yeah, Mozart. When at when I when when I realized like maybe like in the last third that Mozart thought that he was his friend. I was like, that may, that's the kind of stuff that makes me sad. Like yeah. I was like, damn, like you are nasty. This is nasty work. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it was just like the way he was talking about Mozart and how his music was and like all that type of stuff. I was just like, bro, you need to, you literally need to chill. Um, I will say there was something that was kind of triggering about Salieri Mm-hmm. was that he was begging and begging and begging to have like a sliver of the gift that Mozart had and like was like why did he, why did God give me this desire yeah. to be a great you know composer but not give me the talent for it and I have I've noticed one of my biggest fears is mediocrity like I don't know, like, on one hand, I want to believe that it's, like, no matter how hard you try, like, you, you can try, you can reach anything if you try hard enough, all that. But on the other hand, I'll be, like, I feel like do people have a certain, like, a ceiling of potential? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what scared, when I was watching Solidarity, I was, like, dang, he really, really wants that and is doing his best and it's, like, nothing compared to Mozart. And I was just, like, that's like that that was like kind of triggering i was like dang yeah, that's, a, that's a little sad we put that way i mean yeah but like i'm afraid like that's low-key that like one of those things with imposter syndrome but like feeling like you want to do something but like you kind of when people are afraid when people say are you afraid of success or failure like sometimes you're afraid if you do something that you really really want and you're not good at it mm-hmm. and it's like that's what that's what i was thinking when i was saw Salieri, like begging and begging to be as good as mozart you know the thing is like I feel there's a there's like a balance there because like I feel like I'm good at the viola I don't play like Andrew Francois but I'm good at the viola you know what I'm saying it's like mm-hmm. it could be it could be both you know what I'm saying like because he was good like his stuff didn't sound bad you know it didn't sound yeah. it wasn't but you know what part of that gag me that I did remember from my first like from watching it when I was younger when Mozart came and redid his stuff like I want to fight you in the court what are you doing? And like, let me see. I wrote the quote down. When he was, when he was like, I'm too sensitive. When he was like, that doesn't really work, does it? There will be no more Mozart. I'm fighting you in front of the king. Why would you say that to me? 
that's crazy and it's also so classical music like it's so like it's just about the music don't take it personally like that doesn't really work does it i'm 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 punching you i am wrapping <laughs> your neck into a bowl <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, on my, I'm my drake with a ruler <laughs> um. <laughs> like, that was crazy to me like do not rewrite my stuff and talk about oh it doesn't work your mama put sorry <laughs> forgot yeah. where I was because he's back after dark <laughs> <sighs> but you know I was thinking about the whole time like I know this is not actually like how Salieri was but like I was just like if you spent if you put this effort into writing your own notes ho you like, the the length to which he was obsessed I just don't I don't remember that storyline like the length to which he was upset you over here you going in a mass talking about some old girl like write a requiem write your own requiem that's how I know he started losing it he then you down at the play you over here trying to be like oh Mozart be touching girls like don't whatever whatever like what are you doing yeah like and then like and then you send he he hired that maid to go and spy on Mozart. Like, like we're so thirsty. Like, all these get shillings, off his body. Like it's freaking. Like, and at no point, like you didn't come to yourself and be like, "Wow, this is freaking nuts." Like, maybe I should stop. You hiring people? You all up at the house? Like, the girl was crying, talking about some. I can't go back there. Like he stayed drunk. Like he whatever. And you like, is he working? What? <laughs> such a weirdo and then like like what was I about to say the whole yeah you trying to you trying to dictate his requiem so you could pass it off as your own like you're just weird you're just weird oh yeah and then the whole thing when he got mad and he burned that cross and I was just that like that was crazy I was like let's skip over this part <laughs> I was like no. I do not need this in my house it's like you are mad at God how about you pick up a pen bro like I don't know what to tell you like and also, like, okay, do we all get mad at God? Yes. Do we all be like, you don't see me down here? I'll be asking him, like, you don't see what's going on? Burning the Burning cross? cross is crazy. <sighs> he playing that footage back right at the gates. Like, <laughs> Gabriel wrote a clip. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> Whoa, I was like. I will say, like, I felt for him. I was like, I was like, you, you struggling, God not saying nothing. What? But then it got weak. Then for a second, then he put the cross in the fire. Then he talking about he can outsmart God. I am that I am. What do you even say? That's how I knew he was. Crazy. First of all, you how you gonna outsmart God? You can't even outcompose Mozart. So. <laughs> That doesn't make any freaking sense. That's like me saying I can't step over this speed bump, but I could climb the Great Wall of China. Like, <laughs> felt that in my back. <laughs> what? Yikes! That's ridiculous. Especially like if you if you like don't believe in God, it's like yeah, for not smart him because he's not real. You believe in God, so how that doesn't make? I was like, he must be. He's losing it. I'll yeah. tell you. All this running around and like sleuthing he was doing, if he just put pen to paper, I mean quill to paper, then like he really could have, like he could have composed something. Also, like everybody was taking this and that and doing this. Everybody was like working together. Like 
the amount of composers there were in Vienna at the time. Go learn from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew, like, um, he, had, he didn't have no work. Take you a little lesson. And also, I think what's funny is, like, I just realized, like, the, I, not just classical music, in life, like, you want more and more and more. He boohooing, talking to God, talking about, like, oh, my God, like, if I told you I wanted this thing, and you made Mozart, Mozart better, you over there, Mozart's bad, you are literally a court composer. Like, you made it, Buki, like, you have, what, what, like, that's what you have. That's, that's what you got. Like, you, like, you could, you put the work in, you learn how to play, you learn how to write, you are a court composer. Like, you have your thing. That's what you wanted. Don't worry about Mozart. Mozart broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got a house, you know? I don't know. He's just a freaking weirdo. Like, because yeah. when he got to, when he propositioned Mozart's wife and, I was just like, what the heck? Like, that was so freaking creepy. Talking about that's the price that you got to pay. Like, that shit creeped me out. And then I was like, she came over there ready to go. I was like, okay, dang. I would have at least tried to, you know, convince him a little bit more that I didn't have to do that. But I turned my head. Now here come her boosting A off, her titties out. I was like, okay. and then, and, but he was also nasty with that because he ain't had to call the, the servant. And then the servant yeah. pissed me off coming in like, you ain't never seen no titties before? Like, why your mouth agape? It's t- <laughs> maybe he was more like, oh, shoot, like. What's going on? Yeah, maybe it was that. But. Yeah, calling calling the person in. I was like, you, he. Okay. But you know what? Like, shout out to Miss Girl. What's her name? Constance, Constance? I think her real name is Constance. Constanza. Yeah, like, shout out to her because I think, like, when I read more about Mozart, I was like, let me actually learn something about him because I don't remember anything from school. Um, Like, when he died, like, she was the one, first of all, she she's the one that, like, published a lot of his music. And she ended up dying wealthy because, like, she kind of turned the bag. So she's the girls that y'all need to be learning from instead of the Instagram girls. And she, um, I think what i what i liked is like the parallel between like what happened in real life even though slight even though very slim the parallel what happened in real life and what happened in the movie because she was all in his ear like you need where is the money like mm-hmm. you taking this thing you over here you want to volunteer to write an opera with the hopes of getting half the house like where is the money like do write this we're not working on this no more do this do this do this we are broke whatever and i kind of just like parallels like in real life after he died she was like all right well this ooh, hold up he left me with nothing <laughs> <laughs> he left me with nothing okay let's make something shake and i think like she also there's like a biography that she did with somebody else like she really was in her bag after he died um so i think i like that uh parallel but why didn't i you know what i missed mm-hmm. I, why didn't why didn't leopold want him to marry her I don't know she a commoner or something like I don't know what his what his situation was I think maybe he just wanted I, I think maybe it was because he just didn't want Mozart distracted because he was already so childish mm. like and I think he wasn't he getting complaints like Leopold like was getting like looking complaints that he was just off the rails and that's why they sent him to live with his or they sent him back to be with his father mm-hmm. and so i think he was just like 
like it's like one of those things where you put somebody you sit a kid down you're like don't touch nothing right like, just sit here just like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it was one of those things maybe it wasn't personal mm. i don't know leopold was tight because i uh it's like you put all this energy to this child now he but i, I just understand like mozart wasn't really even doing it he liked to party and stuff like that but why are you on his body like let him do what he's doing like it's 17 whatever the heck we ain't got no running water like let him live his life <laughs> you know what i'm saying like but you know what well i was about to say maybe i don't want him running around because they b- before he takes his quarterly bath but then again <laughs> the smell probably got so rancid they ain't have no they know his buzz probably died you so. think stuff stunk to them because if everybody smelled like that yeah probably they probably was used to it Imagine being teleported back to that time. <gasps> you were probably going to shock. You were probably going to shock. <laughs> it probably be like in a lunch Like you probably you probably start growing a um like I don't even know what you would do. The smell alone. No, I'm shaking right now. <laughs> Just imagine like okay, y'all, like for real. Imagine the time when it was taking like one bath a year or like two or three baths a year. Imagine going from where you are right now, just being dropped in the middle of that. <gasps> you would I feel like you would die instantly. Like <laughs> I mean, race aside. Oh my they, were they brushing their teeth? Oh my god. So you got funk you got halitosis. You got you probably got half y'all smelling like corn chips because of your feet. Then Lord knows, oh my gosh, how musty it is. And then people dying of regular stuff. Like Mozart had like how many children did he have? He had six, <laughs> but only two of them survived. Two. Two. And I was looking at some of the dates. It was like one of his children was like born in November, died in December. That's what I tweeted about. I was like, I was like, just looking at this because i've heard about that about multiple composers and just like during this time just how many infants and kids died like i was just like what effect did that have on like society like that yeah you know like i mean we have our own versions of mass death here you know but like just it just seems so common for people's kids to just be dying like i was looking at i was like let me see how many box kids like what they was what they had going on and it was just so like a bunch of them died in infancy one died at 10 months he had two or three that died around three years old like three imagine like you have a kid for three years i think he had twins that they both died like i was just like what the heck like what does that even do to people yeah losing kids that much like just overall like that's just kind of crazy to me you had six kids only two of them survived and they died from basic stuff like a fever. My gosh! Like, like you just like I, I just was like, maybe I could look that up. Like, what was say, going somebody on? had to have done research on that. But also, I wonder. I feel like a lot of it would be like, not yeah, probably like speculation, like just taking people's diary entries and just like seeing if there's a pattern because it's like there was no mental health. Yeah, this is around that time. Isn't Freud was like in the in the nineteen hundreds, right? So yeah. we're talking about centuries before that. And I'm just like, I wonder, like, yeah, like just how people were. Like, it's just, that's just crazy because it's like I feel you lose one child, you're never the same, right? Four, 
Right. What the heck? <laughs> and then also like the uncertainty of the time where there's always a war. There's always I mean like that's what's going on right now. But like you don't even have like I feel like anything could go. Like like back then. Like when he talking about oh yeah, like I Salieri talking about something, oh yeah, like I arranged I I had to figure out the death part. And the priest was like, What? And it's just like you could I mean, I sure you couldn't just kill somebody for real, but it's like I bet you could get away with it pretty easily. Like those times just had to be rough. Everybody mm-hmm. yeah. Remember that remember that episode of SpongeBob where he thought he was ugly, but it was his breath. Mm-hmm. And that green bubble. I bet you there was a green bubble just all around and every major metropolitan area. Just oh, a cloud over Paris. A I cloud. To, I was about to say the um the air probably had a texture. Like <laughs> felt like suede. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like just imagine like everything that happens in your body. Your feet like feet when they smell, smell a certain way, they smell like corn chips. Then you got must. Then the you the got month. breath. You got that. You got not wiping yourself good. You got they y'all booty cheeks oh, glued they, they together. Ah, you know they weren't wiping. What were they doing? They weren't wiping. There's no way they were wiping. Well, they probably were wiping, but like with what? And not good enough, probably. And I was like, cause it's like you. It's so nasty. <laughs> I know every girl had BV. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, and then you you think of like all the untreated stuff. Like, oh my god, my syphilis was rampant as well. No condoms. I, can't. I was gonna say something, but I forgot what we was at. I'm gonna stop it while I'm ahead. None of the none of the none of the good sense we have today, like modern medicine. You went to, when you went to the dentist, they just pulled your teeth out, the, your tooth out. Like, oh, I got a toothache. Yoink. That's yeah, crazy. like holding you down, like or strap you down or some crazy something. And like, remember I told you we we was on the show when I told you this about the chainsaw being invented to aid in childbirth. Of like cutting your pelvic bone, like, like I'm sorry, you're gonna have to stay in there. Like, also dealing with certain stuff, like they used to like push on your belly to turn a baby in, like, too much, yeah, absolutely not. And then you got to think about even just all the stuff. I was, I was thinking about this a while ago, all the stuff that goes into when you have a baby, like you know, holding it a certain way, like, with how. Like how to get them to like learn how to hold their head up and stuff like that. I bet you babies was coming out all kind of stuff. Neck crooked, fontanelle pushed in. Like oh so now they have all these contraptions. You know, some baby has soft scalp, so you would like they wear the little cute little helmets to like make their hair be round for cause, like the first couple months of their life. And it's like y'all ain't had that. You know, babies have flatheads. They were looking like Stewie from Family Guy. Mm-hmm afterbirth just everywhere <gasps> yeah we need to move on because <laughs> I, I forgot about, yeah medical waste what was going <gasps> on yeah we need to probably on. probably just throwing into the <laughs> into the river like 
you know, I'm actually curious about this. I one day over, that's gonna be one of my summer projects. I want to know how y'all met. You know, we really are our ancestors' wildest dreams because there are a lot of us who did not make it. Like saving, saving everything that Black people have been through. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about. Well, Africa was different. We had net sponges and um, other things. So. Oh my gosh. Um, but one thing back to the movie. <laughs> one thing I thought was very interesting was like when when um when Mozart wanted to do that that Turkish opera, I think it was uh some Cigarette, what is it? I remember learning about that in, in music history. That's gonna kill me. What's the name of that opera? I I'm gonna say it and if you're listening to a classical music podcast you already know the answer um I cannot say this name oh the int for wrong the abduction yeah oh abduction from the seraglio yeah I didn't I didn't realize that that was the same yeah that was opera. yeah that was, I love that overture yeah and I was just like the way that like they were fighting him like don't you think that's a little bit too salacious Da, 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 we don't know like why don't you pick anything else even the and then the the, the marriage of Figaro and how they were saying like oh the topic like we banned that play because XYZ we banned ballet which ballet that's I want to know the context of that because well I looked it up and it was like it wasn't banned as much as he didn't like ballet the, mm-hmm. the emperor so that's why which I that that whole thing is weird to me. I don't care what Biden don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't care what you like and what you don't like. Run me my student loan forgiveness. Um, so that was kind of weird to me. But it's like we're, it's it's crazy that we're having the same conversations today. Like y'all think everything is like too salacious. Y'all don't want to do anything differently. And the I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, that part when Mozart was like trying to reason with them and he was like why do we keep having to do the same thing talking about the same stuff that same old stuff I was like dang I felt I was like that's crazy because it's like now you that same old stuff like (laughs) 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 like, I literally turned my head because I think I was in the kitchen I was like oh my gosh I feel so bad because he I mean that conversation may have never even happened but like you saying all this stuff and it's like, dang, you the first person coming out of our mouths when we talk about the same old stuff. Like they, like girl, your ears cannot get no grass, okay? Like the girls hate you, Bach and Beethoven, okay? <laughs> you the same old stuff. Nothing about you did is innovative. The girls beating on the instruments now. So that was crazy. That I was like, dang, you begging for that? I also thought it was so funny, like, how I feel like the perception of the audience hasn't changed much. Like, what you think an audience can handle versus what you they can't handle. Because when the dude from the theater was like, oh, we need to write you a comedy opera, and his wife was like, girl, we ain't writing no daggone comedy opera. And most of them take it seriously. He was like, oh, he called it, like, vaudeville or something. Like, also, called the magic flute, like, vaudeville is, like, hilarious to me. Because he ate with that one, okay? And it's like, the audience wants like lighthearted fun stuff and it's like I think it's also interesting like how artistic directors and um I forgot the other name but oh music directors and artistic directors approach programming because they're like 
oh the audience wants this how do you know what the audience wants just, just give it to them you know you like you literally don't know like but you over here over anticipating like oh they have to have a comedic opera they have to do everything and i understand that like y'all got children dropping like flies so i understand you want a little relief but you're just assuming the audience can't handle something and just thinking they dumb which i mean maybe at that time but you know still because i mean how many people are reading how many people are learning I can't remember what <coughs> this was around. I can't, girl. <laughs> Somebody gonna be looking at me sideways. I don't remember this from music history, but like, what was the audience like makeup of classical music at this time? Like, were they like people, like educated people, or I don't know. I thought it was just like village folks and stuff. Mm. Okay, cause I can't remember. I couldn't remember. But yeah, one of the things that the biggest criticism that this movie gets is how much they stretch the truth. And I feel like, to from where I'm sitting, I feel like it's like big stretch. I'm talking about yoga, ballet, gymnastics, like because like. They took this like someone pontificated. I think it was Rushkin. Rushkin is a music theory person. I looked it up. Um, I think it's Pushkin. Yep, Alexander Pushkin. He like pontificated like, oh, there might be a little something between Mozart and and Salieri. Like just like being messy. Then the girls just took it and like blew it up into this big thing over time and now you got this whole movie like to what extent do you think people can like take uh creative license because i feel like the movie i think this movie was done very well i just feel like it was just too much like they were saying that like in vienna they were everybody was composing no one would have been so wrapped up like salier all up at his house trying to talk about him at court trying to do this trying to do that it's like that wouldn't you know no one would have had the time for that mm-hmm. so it's like even the whole premise of the movie like making all of these like outlandish decisions just to try to keep this to keep a story going like at, at what point do you think like a, like it, it's too far mm. No, I mean, it's interesting because this is like a very like, it's like a very specific point in time in Mozart's life. Like, I, I'm curious, was this marketed as like a Mozart biopic? Mm, let me see. Because it's weird. Because like, one is from the point of view of Salieri. Two, it's like not. I mean, I don't know. Does a biopic have to be like over that somebody's whole life? I don't know. And I'm also wondering how other bio, how much other biopics have um, stretched the truth. It's a biographical drama. Mm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like maybe. For them, yeah, the priority is entertainment. And also, 
I guess that's what it like comes with. I feel like the the amount of the difference between there's a difference between doing something so that it'll be entertaining, doing something so that it'll be educational, and then doing something that is a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, if it were a documentary and a well done one, it would be a combination of the two. Because even like it, it would have to adhere more to the truth. Um, but I feel like they probably was just like, it's kind of like when you make up a story or like when you do a fiction story and then you research certain parts of it so that it has some connection to accuracy. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like it's probably, it's more like that than it is actually telling the truth. Hmm. I mean, I really feel no type of way cause I don't really care about most like he cool <laughs> like maybe if this was hailstock i might have been like dang you had him at the club you know like i don't know like i think i think it was done well i mean i even looked into like how the girls really tried to learn the music like they really the main character the mozart dude like he spent six months trying to learn how to play piano to make it look realistic people were saying that like what you see is what you got like the bows were going the right way because they were mm-hmm. actually playing like <clears throat> I didn't yeah, really the care. Music, the music parts looked good, and yeah, like, and also, I don't, I didn't really, I'm not well versed on Mozart in his life, so anything that wasn't true, I could have fooled me. Um, but that's what I'm gonna do before the Chevalier movie comes out. I'm gonna look up so I know, like, I'm gonna look at his whole life and really get familiar with it before I see the movie, mm-hmm. so that I can have more of a, like, a better idea. Well, we got to do like a cross reference and see like how is Mozart depicted because I feel because classical music could be so dry it's like they take a little thing like the, like the same thing with the Salieri thing like they probably brush shoulders one time oh they beefing y'all you know so it's like mm-hmm. it was it was like oh Mozart was jealous of um Chevalier okay let's see how much they play that up that's what I want to see yeah so now he calling him a Mm. What, how you say black and German? A Schwarz, Schwartz. All right. So, uh, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> Schwartz. Oh yeah, that's just what I believe. That's just some people's last name. It means black and German. Schwartz means black and German. Apparently, this whole time. Mm-hmm. German is such an enigma. Cause how you get black from that? Everybody, noir, negro, Schwartz. And I, <gasps> why was I about to say Schwarzer? Like because. <gasps> And that actually is how you say black person in German. <laughs> if you call me a Schwarzer, we're fighting. Do not call me. Isn't that a dog? No, Schnauzer. Okay. Mm, I'm a little related, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to see. Don't, we gonna not s- too much on that ER. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I added it. And then I was like, let me see something. And I typed in per- black person and this came up. Yeah, I wonder what that what that's going to be like. Listen, if you black in Germany, hit us up. Cause I want to see what y'all be saying to each other. Like, what y'all be, what y'all be saying? I want to learn some slang. German slang? If I ever go back to Germany. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to for nobody. Germany wasn't really my fave, but I didn't go to all of it, so I can't really say that. But yeah, anything got anything else to add? 
Not really. Oh, the the, the the grave thing at the end was, because I was I always, like, literally, when I learned in middle school, I was like, did they really do that man in a common grave? That's crazy. Never happened. The the Didn't funeral practices of, like, of Mozart, that's just common at the time. Like, she was not going to go to the graveside like we do today. Like, it was just, I, I don't know if they ever found his body to make him, make him a proper site, but, like, it was just following the customs of the day. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Mm-hmm. Also, the there was because no, someone there was someone thing saying there was no co- there was no mass grave in Vienna at the time, and then also he died he died poor because he had poor money choices not because they made him seem like he was down like please sir let me please let me teach you something like it was never and never gave that he was very rich he just was out yachting in Capri or whatever Beyonce said so mm-hmm. right. That's it. Let's know what you think about um what we watch. Amadeus. Let us know if you want us to watch something else. Well, we already have two, but you know. Right. Period. We have three because I forgot about the other one we have on the schedule. Where? That Jack and Dupre one. Oh. Uh, and, then and then uh Chevalier. We should let people know ahead of time when we're gonna do Chevalier. Oh, that's a good idea. Like when that episode is gonna come out. When does it come in theaters? April twenty first, I think. Oh, that means I'm going to the movies. I'll go to the movies, get my little popcorn, a little slushy. Have yeah, a I'm gonna go see it in the movies. Yeah, April twenty first. So we'll see. I'm not gonna get to watch that for a minute, looking at my calendar. We can talk about that offline. But I have <laughs> Like but I mean, yeah, that's that. good because we want to give people the time to see it. That's why I want to give people a heads up when we're going to do the episode. So just like, just so y'all know, if y'all want to hear, see it before this time or don't listen to the episode until you see it. But yeah, because now we on, what's April 21st? Um, Yeah, that's a Friday. So now we on April 24th, so Monday. So this is Shemani. Right. Like, you see it. <laughs> oh, well, loser. <laughs> um yeah so my april is nuts i'm not looking forward to it i did three things today and i'm exhausted i guess this is four so i saw my like y'all just pray for me i must be on my salieri i'm not meant to work that's my one prayer to god let me actually you know what i take that back because i'm not trying to make him spin right around. because so he like oh you don't want to work was don't just, you i was just playing <laughs> I was playing. Do do not do not try me. Like I'm so, I'm sorry. Like Gad, I'm telling you. I was joking. I want to work. I just want to do things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Let's move on before he smites me. All right. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because it's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Dwayne? This week, I'm talking about Glass Marsano. Sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, girl. Um, she is a conductor from San Felipe, Venezuela. Um, she came up in the El Sistema program in Venezuela. Um, started playing the violin when she was eight years old and then becoming um, a member of a youth orchestra in San Felipe. Um, and then she continued on to learn and conduct things. Um, she was eventually um, appointed the principal director of the Bolivar um, Orchestra. And um, 
has conducted several orchestras around the world um in colombia paris all types of different places um in summer 2022 she actually completed a tour with the chinake junior orchestra um and has also had performances at the lucerne festival berlin concert house um amsterdam concertabau and london chlor ballroom she graduated um in 2022 um from the university universidad uh, central of venezuela and is currently studying orchestral conducting at the paris conservatory so shout out to you period um my piece of the week is mozart 25 because baby yeah <laughs> uh, 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 that's what uh, i forgot uh, to say about it i was getting my life like i haven't I mean, heard the music mozart in so long yeah. i don't so that was when mozart 29 came on when i say i had to take a break i had to cut it on I, my listen i was twerking <laughs> that is my piece i love that piece. i got listen to 29 which one is that is that the paris no, let me you know or london ground and before you not too much because they already gave me the degree so no i was gonna come get it from my house but really the first movement i don't even remember the the other ones but the first movement i was getting my life when it came on but yeah i'm gonna listen to that right now period that's gonna kill me which one is it? i made that up there's probably no london symphony either way um yeah big mozart not the little one um I cannot believe it's starting to with Mozart because I kind of felt bad for him. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Classical Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classical Black Podcast. And if a we- piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an instrumental suggestion, or a movie suggestion, which I want us to talk about next. Classically Black Podcast at Gmail. It better be fun too. Like, I'm not trying to watch no documentary. I mean, Delaney probably would. <laughs> okay, a good documentary. Like, now when I start making documentaries, you go, nah, Katie. I'm watch that. Okay, I will watch your. I will watch your documentary. And I, I, don't, was, I don't. Oh what? No, I was gonna say I don't mind a documentary. It's just like it's not my go-to. Like, like you cut on a guy documentary. Like if people are talking about something, I'll watch it. To be honest, I don't know why, but things that I really like, I don't be doing because it takes a like. Okay. It it takes a lot of like brain power. There's so many documentaries I want to see and I really do not watch them often because mm. they take a lot of like attention and like I really want to get this and like but I will say that's the thing. I see a lot of I see uh, I was just talking about this. I have a film professor and he was just saying how like 20 years ago saying you want to be in documentary, that was like something that everybody avoided. There was no money in it like ugh, documentary and he said that like Netflix has really made like documentary is like booming because of that because people are actually making them what good they're doing something doing, doing something right because they, they swiping that 16 dollars from my account every every month because people like documents a lot of them do be boring that's the thing but when they some of them like lately have been really really good i think they found a way to make them really really good so we should do a document i mean you could be you could be ep i'll just follow along but yeah, girl, I want you know I come I want to do one, so we'll see. You trying to do one on your own? Or you trying to do one like in general? I mean, I mean, I the thing is, I don't want to do no. I want to make no movie on my own. So 
Cause like we could, I, I got some cute little idea, but I'm not really. I'm more interested. I'm not gonna tell people my interests. Y'all, we done. Uh, <laughs> we I just realized, like, I don't tell people my business. I forgot where the. I'm literally holding the mic in my hand. What am I talking? I was like, I was, I was gonna get my next move away. Um, classic by podcast at gmail.com. Y'all don't even care about me. Um, see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>